I'm digging deep for the funny this week, bro. I need you to uh, I need you to lift me in spirit. Let's see what I can do, man. You're obviously here for the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Bro, are we, yeah. we fried beans supposed to tune to the toilet like this? Welcome to the Dip In Butter Program with Kat and Wes. Figure out what you can figure out when you can figure it out, nigga. Just be here. You ready? You want to do the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening, happy Tuesday, happy Thursday, whatever that looks like for you, whatever pod day is in your life. Happy that to you. We are happy to have you here. We are happy to be here. This right here is the number one mixtape podcast out there on the internet, the Dipped in Butter program. Uh, we are the number one Listen to Lies podcast out there. We still line at an alarming rate, and hopefully y'all are still entertained by it, because otherwise we're going to have to tell the truth, and we really don't want to get into that. Across from me, here to tell some lies is my God, as your God, as Wes with no T like they call him at work. That's forever young, 89, like they call him on the socials. That's motherfucking goddamn glue around here. I'm a young like they call him here. That's new daddy like they call him downstairs. Or most importantly, that's our motherfucking friend. What's going on, my guy? You okay? You heavy hearted today? I, I, no, I'm heavy hearted just right now, fam, because you don't understand. You was really sounding like a chipmunk on my end, bro. And thank God, oh God I know how to be real time, real live IT and fix things and troubleshoot in real time while things are happening. Oh, you got I it. got you. I got you out of that chipmunk stage. <laughs> it was on me. I got you out of that. I want to apologize right here at the top of the pod. I got I got my man's back. Pause if necessary. But all of the shit that you were saying in chipmunk voice, I can't even describe how hilarious it was. But <laughs> I won't digress too far in any of that shit with my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States. That is Cat, a K with two T's on into that thing. Um, you should not catch my man over at catandcrunch.com where you can mm-hmm. listen um to him dip into the cereal shit. But you can also um not you should not go over there to youtube.com slash dipped in butter program and, and listen to lies, even though they're quite entertaining. Um, but most and more importantly, you can catch my guy here each and every Tuesday or whichever day is pod day in your life right here on the Dipped and Butter program because um, this motherfucker is everywhere that you can listen to a podcast. They used to call him Big Money down in Chi-Town, but, you know, I had to remix that thing. We had to take the big off. I'm really just start thinking about calling my man Slim, um, but uh, whatever, my nigga and yours was popping. Serious question right here at the top of the show. Let's okay. just start serious. Okay. Wipe, the off of, wipe the smile off your face right now if you're listening to this. Right now, wipe the smile off your goddamn face. You got a serious is boba tea for girls only? Boba tea. I've heard of this before, but you might have to reschool yeah. me. Okay, so you don't frequent malls enough then. So I can deduce oh, no, that no, 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 right no. away. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. haven't been in a mall in a significant amount of time. Yeah. And based on your answer, I can also deduce you don't plan on going to one in the next three weeks before sure Christmas don't. Eve. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I know me and you have talked about like how many Amazon packages. I was about to say. In, I'll in your Amazon for mall. Yeah. But, and don't get me wrong. I got packages coming. I got packages still coming. Packages have been coming to my house since August. I like to get a jump on the holiday season. Plus, me and you have already talked about how we live our lives based on Drake lyrics. And <laughs> Drake said something in a lyric a long time ago. I'm more concerned when niggas worry about Christmas in August. In August yeah, and I've cra- always thought that was a fly bar. And I was like, you know yeah. what? Why not worry about Christmas in August? Because I'm that kind of guy. I'm a family man. I want my family to have a nice Christmas if I start in August. There's no panic in December. True. I digress. I get packages sent to the crib through Amazon and Foot Locker and whoever the fuck else. 
But we also like to frequent the mall still as like a family gathering. We'll pack everybody up in the car. You know, we do an old school style like, a couple like of the- days before Christmas. Like we'll go to the mall, walk around and pick shit out for each other. And we'll go to dinner and we'll put on our nice clothes. Like we still do that. Is that bad? You, you do a Brady Bunch style. You do it. We do a Brady kid, Bunch style. Kids put on your Sunday best. We're going to Sears. Like. Yes. Put on your hard bottom shoes. Clean yeah. off your shoes you haven't worn at all and put those on to just go out for three hours and come mm-hmm. back and put them back in the box. Like we still do that. And. You know, boba tea, I I don't know, forgive me, I didn't research this at all. I don't know what country boba tea originates from. I don't want to think it's America. Uh, it seems a little too fly for it to be an invention of the States. I want to say India or something. I was going to say India. It gives me India it's, vibes. It's a drink that I'm assuming it's tea based on what the name of it is. And then it has like these little gelatin type balls that go in the bottom of it. So you sip. And then you like chew on these like raspberry or mango or these little giblets that they put at the bottom of the tea that okay. either, I guess, like complement the flavor of the tea or contrast the flavor of the. It's like a drinking experience. It's, I guess it's for people that have gone to Starbucks so much. They have elevated like past that threshold and they need something higher in level. Okay. okay. I'm assuming. I don't know. I've never had a boba tea, but I ask because. I've only ever seen middle-aged moms and teens skipping high school in line for boba tea. And I was okay. hoping maybe you knew, but if you haven't been in the mall, you might know. I, was about- I, can assume, I assume you've heard of this drink, but yeah. you haven't experienced this drink, right? Yeah, no, I've heard of the drink and I've not experienced it, but that is right in line with what you just said. Like the the moms who don't work and have time to be at the mall. You know what I'm saying? Know about this drink. And then where else the fuck do kids skip school to besides like fucking at their girlfriend's house? But like Mm -hmm. outside of that, you go to the mall. So like that's an appropriate crowd, I guess. But no, I've never experienced this. Yeah, I'm wondering because I've never seen just like I've never seen a construction worker on his break (laughs) getting a Jersey Mike sub and then beelining to grab a boba tea to wash that down with with composite toe boots on and a dark deep brown flannel mm-hmm. hanging off his shoulder like i've never seen that i've only ever seen you know middle-aged mom shopping and i ain't you know a diss like i could right. be missing out on the greatest drink of all time mm-hmm. i probably wouldn't know but i'm not compelled to try this drink as a lover of drinks even in my eating sugary cereal days i never was compelled to go and try a designer drink like i love fruit juices like the next man like I'll tell you, I'll try whatever new flavor Hawaiian Punch has to offer Mm -hmm. or Ocean Spray, but I'm not like a fancy pour it in a cup for me kind of dude. Like I'm not going through Starbucks to get get the Frappe Latte Mocha Choca. I'm just not into it. What's your your go-to juice? Because at this point, I feel like I don't need to like keep testing out juice to figure out which juice is my favorite juice. I figured Mm, out- You ready to settle? No, I I figured this a long time ago, bro. Like I really like- Having another juice around, like the, the mm-hmm. regular lemonades and the peak lemon, that's all, that's cool. Like, good for you. Like, if that's what's mm-hmm. around, that's cool. But, like, if I'm going to buy me a drink or, like, my ultimate drink is probably cherry limeade, bro. Like Cherry limeade. Cherry limeade. Like, Specific brand or does minute, it matter? Minute Maid tends minute made to cherry the juices, right? But the, the, the Minute Maid cherry mm-hmm. limeade, you already know if you can find it in that plastic gallon, then you've struck gold. Um, you've absolutely struck gold, but if you can't find it, then you can settle for the carton. But We've talked about this before, how minute products taste differently based yeah. on the apparatus that it comes mm-hmm. shipped in, right? Like 
From I don't even think they make them in them 16 and 20 ounce bottles no more, fam. I feel like I haven't mm-hmm. seen them no more. They like, nah, we eliminate that flavor profile. You can either get this uh, rare, fine gallon in the plastic jug or get this carton. Well, you know why that is. That's because anything in a 20 ounce or 18.9 ounce bottle <laughs> by Minute May was basically being distributed by Fruitopia. And that's why everything that True. came out that bottle tasted like fucking Fruitopia. True. Now, I made that stat up just now. That's not necessarily <laughs> true, but it tastes like everything that's non carbonated out of that 20 ounce bottle t- just tastes like a fucking Fruitopia. I mean, you speak in a whole nother language, probably to some, you know, a lot of niggas who listen to this podcast these might kids not know, know about like, Fruitopia. These fucking yeah. kids don't know Surge. Yeah. These kids don't know shit. <laughs> they so, don't know shit. But I'll tell you, I'm starting to settle in because I can't just drink sugar recklessly the way I used to, right? Mm-hmm. Again, I'm going to spare you all the gym talk or try to this week. But <laughs> I do be trying to think about my sugar intake, right? Because I learned that me, I am what's called or what they called back in my East Haven days, a thirsty throat. Like I'm a thirsty throat ass nigga. And that probably sounds nuts. And I'm not going to pause because that's just the facts. I'm a thirsty throat ass nigga. And a thirsty throat is a nigga that would just drink you out of house and home. Like I can drink. I used to drink a whole two liter in one sitting and just like, that's a lot of sugar and calories, bro. We've been doing this podcast for a long time, fam. I got to give East Haven a strike for thirsty throat. Thirsty throat? I'm sorry. Y'all could have just been big thirsty. Like big thirsty. Nah, you're a thirsty throat ass nigga, bro. I was a thirsty throat. That's way too specific. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't target my throat that way. (laughs) Cause you, you, you know, some niggas got around, you know, one of them go livers and that, you know, a nigga made that joke oh yeah that's definitely sure. somebody's nickname in east haven oh yeah and it's not in the way that i intend no either. absolutely so, yeah not. but i mean in that day i used to get like the gallons of hawaiian punches orange was my go-to mm-hmm. okay. before all of this changing a diet and wanting to stay alive for whatever reason <laughs> uh hawaiian punch flavored hawaiian, like hawaiian punch orange specifically was mm-hmm. my go-to settle down as long as i got a gallon of that in the fridge i am good to go that was my drink but now that I like can't be just drinking three, four hundred calories and fucking eighteen grams of sugar in one sitting right. and juice, and just juice alone before you even <laughs> talk about the bowl of cereal that's next to the juice, right? Like, bro, the way, if I could show y'all photos of how I used to behave at five o'clock in the morning, y'all would be like, dog, why terrible. are you trying to murder yourself? Yeah, it's terrible. But anyway, I, I had to find something else. So now what I'm kind of on, it's like a. It's like a raspberry lemonade Mountain Dew drink. But it comes in like zero sugar, zero calories. And I have one sensible can of that with my dinner. But other than that, I'm on your shit, bro. Like, I drink water all day. Yeah. Is it really zero sugar, though? Because them motherfuckers will market that shit and be lying like a fuck. It's it's zero refined sugar that comes in a bag that we talked about that's always busted on the bottom bottom shelf of the grocery Mm -hmm. store. Mm -hmm. However, it's 68%. Percent aspartame, I'm sure. Like I'm, I don't even want to look at the level. Like I don't even want to look at the label and find out what they're putting in sugar's place, because they're gonna always have something. You give too many niggas the win when you tell them what you're drinking and substitute and trying to do better, and they'll be like, "Aha!" But you're drinking pure liquid cancer. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, don't ruin this for me. Like I'm, I'm finding what works. I'm trying my best. Like, what do you want? Like, I'm not Sam, drinking like liquid tofu for you. I'm not in, doing it. In reality, like. The only shit that's good for you to drink is water. The only other shit that they tell you is good for you to drink is shit that you're supposed to eat that you're then supposed to somehow turn into liquid. Turn into liquid. (laughs) So, like, 
water. Yeah, it's probably your best bet if you if you want to drink something. And anything else outside of that, you're just taking a gamble on adding two pounds and just juice. There's two good. There's only two things that you can drink responsibly. One is water, and two is lettuce. Like those are the only For two sure. things That's it. that only you can two. drink that the, that the earth really kind of wants yeah. you to have in you, liquid wise, is lettuce and water. So greens are absolutely oh. acceptable. Yeah. So I don't even know how to segue into this. I want to go straight to it because, like, I hit you up yesterday after we got done recording, and I was like, it hit me when I was like wrapping up the podcast and working on the artwork, and I was like. All in the first half of last week's episode, Wes was like, remind me not to forget about this question I have for you. And I was like, don't even trip, bro. I'm never going to let you forget. We got this because we was in such a groove. And I want you to know, it's hilarious to me because we've been doing this so long, right? Mm -hmm. But the way my like cat overthinking will turns, it's like, I'm always at least 20% worried about doing this show that I'm like doing too much and talking too much. And like, am I allowing Wes to get his shit off? Am I doing too much taking the reins all the time? <laughs> so when I hit you to like, oh shit, Wes, did we ever get around to like what you wanted to ask me? He was like, nah, bro, but it's cool. We can definitely talk about it next week. And immediately I started getting like the hot underarm <laughs> sweats. I started getting sweats. I started busting into the hot underarm sweats like, Ooh. I'm ruining the podcast. I'm ruining the podcast. I'm talking too much. I'm I think it's my show featuring Wes. Like, I never wanted to become like a Michael Jackson, <laughs> Freddie Jackson situation. I never wanted to be that. So, like, I'm always trying to be as thoughtful about that as possible <laughs> while still, like, doing what you need me to do, right? Like, you vocalize and say, like, I need you to just go ahead and do your thing and I'll get in there. I know how to do this by now. Yeah. But when we miss whole subjects like that, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I do get legitimately worried. Like, what the it's, fuck am I doing? It's okay, though. That's okay. why, like... I had I had an opportunity to do it last week. I was like, but this is gonna be so awkward. And you know, I'm all I'm always producing guys. Like, go back and listen to multiple episodes. You will hear me say this. I'm all y'all just heard me at the top of this podcast if I even leave that shit in about <laughs> me getting my life together on the production side because I right. I was not gonna be able to listen to Cat and Chipmunk voice for the next 90 minutes, bro. You were already thinking gonna... about how you were gonna fix me. Like he might say it's fine, but I'm definitely going in post and I'm fixing it. And I thing. and I believed you that you thought you was fine. But I was like, what if I can't? Like, what if my man's go out sounding like a chipmunk? Like, I know he don't care, but I do care. And now we got to right. explain this next week. And I'm already behind, nigga. I ain't listened to the last two weeks' episodes. And you know, that's rare we, for me, dog. So We like, don't know what we be talking about. I don't know what the fuck is going on in Dipped in Butter no, Universe. Nobody addressed West this week. Don't walk up on him. Ask, don't text him <laughs> don't about subjects. Me. Don't ask me a single thing about the podcast in the last month, dog. Like the end of the year has been so real for me. But no, um, like I say, it didn't particularly have to, you know, tie in anything Thanksgiving wise. It just happened to be something that sparked. Um, there was actually two things. And I'm going to start with the first things first. Because Let's go, please. It's kind of dark and creepy. And I just kind of want to get out the way because it's fun. And I don't know if we've had this conversation here before. Maybe we have. Maybe we haven't. But I was just randomly asking people this over the weekend. So you're the school shooter. Um, so, tr- trigger warning, guys. Sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. Trigger this warning. is why I take control of the show right here. This is <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yo, for, no, for real. See, that's what you don't understand. Okay, but let's go. I'm with are, it. I'm with it. A lot of people that are listening to this are probably like, "Yeah, he needs supervision at all times." Because <laughs> if you just let me go, we we wind up into some wild shit. But let's again, go. Let's go. Trigger warning. You're the school shooter. All right. You're going through the school. You're doing your thing. 
at some point in time during during your rampage, your escapade, you know, maybe the beginning, middle, end, whatever the fuck it is, like you are in a long hallway and there's like a door to the exit at the end of this hallway or, you know, somewhere in this hallway. And like you see a kid making a run for the door and they could potentially make it out of the door and make it to freedom. As the school shooter, do you let them make it to freedom or do you lay them down? This is really grim, and I'm going to pause for two seconds just to allow like an editing point in case you need it. (laughs) So here's what I'll say. And this is all hypothetical. This is radio games, guys. Nobody really believes any of this. Mm -mm. Put all the stuff right here that you're supposed to say to clean it up to make it just for fun, okay? Well, and can I, I think can if I do, I'm putting can myself, I do more prefacing if I need to? Like, no, nah, I think they got it. All I, right. If I'm putting myself in the brain of a sh- school shooter, right, I'd be thinking in my mind that these type of things happen and they're triggered by one or a handful of particular people, and then they come in for the particulars, but they take some like soup salad and breadsticks on the way out, like some extra students that really ain't mm-hmm. had nothing to do with nothing. But in my mind, I always be thinking these school shooters are coming after like the particular gym teacher that gave them a shitty day on Friday and the mean girl that didn't have to just say, no, I don't want to date you. But she just had to say it in front of everybody and keep harping on it. And you definitely got to get the cafeteria lady because she remembers what your lunch is every day and she don't know how embarrassing that is. You got to get those three. But then like if Jeremy with the red hair picks his head out, I'm probably going to shoot Jeremy too, but I got to get them three. I always think of it that way. Now, this is probably sounding highly insensitive. (laughs) No, it's just cat brain. And you're setting me up. You probably owe me this. No, I'm not. You owe me a setup, I think, so it's fine. (laughs) So here's what I'm thinking. If I see somebody down the long hallway and they're just like a silhouette of a figure and I can't really tell exactly who it is, Mm -hmm. I think I kind of have to react based on what is my shooting percentage, quote unquote, basketball term, not physical? Sh- God damn it. Okay. What is my basketball term shooting percentage for the day? Like, out of those three people, am I two for three? Mm. Because if I'm not three for three, I think I have to take the shot. But if I'm three for three and I'm on my way out and I've like completed the task and I got mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. that used to make fun of me. I think I might be okay with letting them out because you can't get everybody. Okay, so now, you can, so now as a gotta, school shooter, you know you. I think you walk in the building with your trench coat, understanding see, you cannot get everybody. See, no, but this you is you got to focus on the ones you came in for. This is God why damn I, talk, it, I hate this. This topic, is why I right? talk to you, and this is why I pod with you. And again, I hate this topic. This is literally like I don't even know what made me spark it, but I literally just like asked this question at randomly one time, and I just asked everybody else, and like it became a thing. Like I just want to see how your brain work, if not for nothing else. Like I just want to see if I just want to see if Apple about, publishes this episode. Yeah. At this, point. <laughs> this is not. This is not about the school shooting. This is about how not. your brain works, and like uh, you, you kind of took it to a different level than what everybody else kind of took it to. Like my silly ass wife was like. Have I written my manifesto? Like, if I've written my manifesto, then everybody's got to go. Like, there is no... But you offered a different okay. angle to this thing that I don't, you know, if, not not to make it serious, but I don't think comes into real life terms. Like, I don't think a lot of these motherfuckers go in like, I'm only going to be in here for two minutes and then I'm getting the fuck out of here because that might it's work It's not a your... bank robbery, right? Like, it's not a set it off scenario. It's more like yeah. a passion project than it is. Yeah. Like, the more I, I say about this, the more I hate it. it. It's crazy, but like, I like, I like where your brain took it because that, that, that is a, 
that's a that's a focused approach is what I'll say. And because you are so cerebral, that matches how you think. Again, this is a brain thing, fam. This is oh, not it's a brain. Really, okay, this is more this of is a, a character brain, study than bro, this it is, is a character study more than it is about that. Like, I understand question, where you're going. The question just happens to be so extreme because I, I had to open your brain up. Like, Well, you need an extreme circumstance for somebody dig, to dig I, in yeah. the depths of their character. So yeah. I'm following you. I'm Absolutely. liking it now. You're, you're, you're turning yeah. me around. This is, yeah, this is not first about, I was ready to cut yeah. this whole segment, but now you're turning me back. <laughs> Yeah, okay, because it is warning just about the topic, but like this is sure. a brain exercise. Yeah, because be, I, I do. I'm with you. I do think this is very reflective on your character and the mm-hmm. way you just execute your thought process on little shit, let alone something that big and dramatic. It doesn't have to be that, but right. even the way I go through the grocery store is very intentional, right? Like you might have some right. people that don't mind walking through the double doors, going straight to the cereal aisle because you know you need Captain Crunch, and then doubling back to the to the produce because you might check and see if they got the apples you like and see if they got cotton candy grapes. But for me, I cannot do it that way. Like, I have to go in, produce first, baked goods, meats, up, down, up, down. You know what I'm saying? Whether I'm getting two items or 200, I mm-hmm. have to follow a specific kind of pattern. Right. Like, I don't feel good about, like, going to Captain Crunch then going to produce, oh, then not. going to get some hemorrhoid cream. And then like, y'all, I'm giving y'all all the deep dives from past <laughs> episodes. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel good about that kind of executing. Right. But I do feel like there's probably people, and I use scatterbrained for lack of better terms, but more people that don't have to have such a linear way of thinking. I think that's right. a better way to put right. it. Your thinking doesn't have to be so linear as mine to where you don't mind doing things that way. So I, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking with your analogy. Yeah, here, that's, it's, it's, yeah, it's just a brain. Like I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to put nobody on blast. So what did you say? To... Wait, what was your answer? <laughs> and I think I might've skated out of this in real time too. Good so for I, you. Because I fuck with you. you. I'm glad <laughs> you might be the only person to ask me this in reverse. Um, if this is me, um, it definitely depends on who it is. Um, if, if how, you much, are, if, how much effort are you going to give to finding out who it is? Are you going to try to like run and catch up with them to get a better look to see if they need to be cro- God, crossed off the list? Jesus, I, think I, I hate got, everything about this. I think I got. I think I got good. Um, I think I got good vision. Is what I'll say on that one. So okay. I think I would be able to identify quick enough if that sure. was somebody who I needed to, you know. <laughs> take out for lack fat, of better time. Cause fat Jeremy with the red hair walks a certain way anyway. So you'd be able to know. Yeah. I, I, I could probably tell that or not, but I, th- I think again, like if this is a Ricky halfway down the alley, I'm <laughs> leaning out the little red dune buggy. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if a nigga is almost to the threshold of the door, I think I let him go. Cause they deserve the win at this point. That's it's just be- not worth your effort. Either you turned into John Wick or you turned into John Pussy, but you made it out of here. Some some it. shape, form, or fashion. So I think I think I gotta let you go. Um, but I re- I respect everybody's answer in this exercise. Like I just think it again, <laughs> like it was a wild question to ask. I had to open some folks' brains up, but you know, kind of in this same vein, but on the opposite spectrum of this, the, the other thing that I wanted to talk about last week was um in something I don't know how we've skated past and for so long, but like let's talk about first impressions. Okay, let's do it. Let's let, let's talk it. about not not only for yourself, but first impressions um, when it comes to others. And I understand that first impressions when it comes to others depends on the circumstance in which you meet them. Um, but I want I want to ask you just you know in a general you know circumstance. I'm sure you'll get me to where I need to be. Pause. That sounded <laughs> disgusting. 
but let me know how you feel about first impressions, and par- particularly right. the ones that you want to make on other people that you might not know. So for for me, it, it first impressions are interesting for me, like an overthinker and somebody that's like, I, I think I've talked about on this podcast before. I'm fully always immersed in the the impression I'm giving off and how I come across to people, right? And that's not just first impression. That's not just like okay, I got an instance coming up here in the next month or so, right? When I start this new job, I will be fully, I will be full on zeroed in on the impression that I'm giving all my new coworkers, oh, yeah, you're- my new supervisor, my trainers. Like I'm fully mm-hmm. locked in. Like yeah. I want to make sure I come in there with the right attitude. I'm giving off the right impression. I'm even just giving myself and not just coming in there like on oh, my fakest behavior, but I'm also consciously trying to think of how I'm projecting for the future, right? Like, cause I don't even want to, like, I'm always even conscious about going too hard to setting a bar that I can't live up to five mm-hmm. years down the line. Like I want to set a reasonable bar for who I am as a person for my first impression to where y'all don't go two, three weeks or months down the line and go, damn, that nigga was different when I was training him, bro. That nigga, once he got settled in, he just started showing his whole ass. Like, you know what I mean? I do want there to be a good combination of I know how to act and I understand I'm new here mm-hmm. along with let me show y'all who I really am so you can know that I'm not insulting your intelligence by presenting this obviously fake persona that you're just waiting right. on me to shed one day. Right. You know what I mean? Because I do think there's a part of that, right? I <clears throat> there There's a part of it that comes off kind of condescending if you're giving somebody a full-on act because essentially what you're inadvertently saying is I don't trust your ability to make a good judgment enough. And I'm smarter than you so much. So in fact, that I can trick you into thinking wow. what I want you to think. And you're not smart enough to think otherwise. You know what I mean? That's how I do yeah. it. Yeah. So again, this is cat the overthinker thing. And shit like this. So <laughs> I'm thinking about like that. a mental chess game. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's constant mental chess, but here's what how This is how fucked up my mental chess game is though. Wes is what you don't realize is I got that going on at all times. Right. I'm preparing for first impressions coming up here with my new job here soon. But just like I told you about maybe five, 10 minutes ago, I'm even thinking about how the maintenance of me and your relationship is going at all times, mm-hmm. right? It ain't just first impressions with me. It's first, it's fifth, it's 50th, it's 500th. Like I'm always consciously thinking about the active health of my relationships with people, whether that be you, right. whether that be close friends, whether that be relatives, my own wife, my kids, like I'm constantly doing kind of welfare checks mentally on the impression I'm giving off all the time. Right. It ain't just sure. like me and Wes have been rocking together. We've been doing a podcast. He got me. He fuck with me. I got him now. So I can just kind of let my guard down and do whatever the <laughs> fuck I want with our relationship. Like, no, I right. still think about, am I over talking him on the podcast? Cause that's right. not a good thing to do as a friend let alone how it sounds on the podcast. Like that's <laughs> right. shit I think about. So <clears throat> I'm probably over talking the subject right now, but going back to the first impression thing, it's something that I plan for. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. why shit like clothes is so important to me, right? Because I'm a heavy believer in presentation and your presence and how you dress for success. All of that mm-hmm. shit matters to me. Now, so I am fully involved in all okay. that. Okay. Now let me ask, let me ask you two questions and you can answer this first one really quick. Are have you made it a habit of do you or have you ever f- tried to fully visualize how a first impression situation would go? Maybe like a first type of meeting. 
Absolutely. Okay. What? Even ones I don't care about. <laughs> but I think I, I think people downplay it, and I think where my brain is going mm. right now is I think, uh, I, I think, and so ladies, here we go. I'm here for you. But I think a lot of men downplay women in those circumstances where they'd be like, yo, you you thought out this entire situation and you thought this is how I was going to move and I didn't move that way. But you can't necessarily credit somebody for trying to forecast how something is going to turn out. I just think sometimes they do it in the wrong situations. Um, okay, so bust this know. down for me a little bit and make it a little bit chewier for me to understand. So you're saying like women in their minds forecast a possible like first date, let's say for instance. If a woman's going on a first meeting date with somebody, obviously yes. nobody like. Yes. You know what I mean? But they've been talking online, whatever, met on Tinder, whatever the case may be. And now they're having their first in-person encounter. Mm-hmm. And this woman's not just thinking about what she's going to wear, but she's thinking about what your reaction to what she's wearing might be. Right, and right, right. Where that could drive the potential conversation. Right, 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 right. If he's a good talker, what he might say. Like, you think they're pa- mm-hmm. like planning all that out? Okay. But I just want to, I just really want to highlight the fact that I think more people do it than what they give credit for. I think a lot of people, mm. and, and of course you do a lot of freestyling in a lot of situations, but like, I, how else are you prepared for situations if you don't, you know, th- think about, you know, the circumstances simulate. that you could potentially go through. Yeah, simulate. Yeah, I like how you put that. Bit, yeah. And then second, let me ask you this, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier in your answer as far as. You basically alluded to like setting boundaries still within that kind of first impression. Um, mm. You gotta have some parameters. So, you cannot just like throw that fucking and bar. Abso- absolutely. Way over so the let me moment. ask you. Yeah, so it's not me, a good so idea. So let me ask you when, when maybe the vision of the first impression does not go as what you thought it as as you thought it would go, and there was a hiccup somewhere in between. <laughs> snafu. There. Yeah, there was a snafu in between there that ultimately you know, got, got worked out, um, and, and got, you know, got talked about and got handled and, you know, it was ultimately became nothing at the end of the day, at least from your perspective, like, Hey, all right. It, it kind of is what it is, you know, go, go. how do you then treat that person moving forward? And do you allow them that grace any longer? You got me right in the side, bro. You know exactly how to give me, I don't know what it is with you. <clears throat> I, you're really good at dissecting my character. I don't know if you're doing it intentionally or you do it to fuck with me, but you're really good at it. I have to give you your props. This has happened to me if, uh, not an abundance of times because I'm so careful, right? Like, I'm always thinking about shit, right? So, mm-hmm. But I'm not perfect, so I do make enough mistakes to remember when they happen because it's like, damn, I planned shit out so well usually. How did that go wrong? So it sticks with me when it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And here's your answer. And here's what you're waiting for. And I think this is what you'll want to hear, or at least you won't be surprised by this answer. In circumstances where that goes wrong and my projected first impression does not go nowhere near, because it's not going to go exactly according to right, 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 right. But if right. it doesn't even land anywhere in the stratosphere of what I have planned, this is what we're talking you're about. Po- when you throw the dart, you're supposed to land on the board. You, you well, you're aiming for the bullseye. bullseye. <laughs> you're aiming for the bullseye. But it ends up in fucking top golf. Like, it's not even in the same recreational activity. (laughs) I've had that happen before. And you know what I do? And this Mm -hmm. is just me. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying it's right or correct, incorrect or correct or whatever. This is just my own mental sickness. If I do this and this happens, like, if me and you met and I was like, yeah, bro, when I go over to holler at Wes, me and him going to definitely be cool because we the same kind of nigga, essentially. And we'd be making the same looks when we'd be at these functions. And mm-hmm. I got to go over there and be cool with Wes. And I went over there to try to be cool with you. And, like, I tripped over some shit and spilled, like, 
fucking Bernie's uh, lasagna soup all over your like right. extra so, tall tea. So grape wine on my alpaca. Yeah, carpet. and you and you got it all over your white Air Forces, which under normal source circumstances wouldn't be that big of a deal because yeah. you wear Air Forces with the intent to throw them away eventually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But these were gum bottoms, and you can't find mm-hmm. these all the time, and you were sick because these was like right look. <laughs> <laughs> these had gum bottoms, so you can't just run and replace these. And I thought me and you was gonna be cool, but ever since then, like you kind of like look at me like kind of like a doof. Like you don't treat me bad in front of people or nothing like that, but you do think I'm kind of like a clumsy doof. And here's where the answer to your question comes in. Now, I, through my own miscalculations, have set the president in our relationships to where I have an emotional debt to you. Now I'm always trying to prove to you how thorough my character is. Now that don't mean I'm acting out of character or being extra or sucking your dick in conversations, proverbially speaking, to get you to like me. Mm -hmm. But I am taking every possible opportunity to show you my true character, right? Like any, like if you ain't around and niggas is talking kind of shady about you, I'm getting your back. Like, hold on, bro. Like, Wes wouldn't say that. Like, hold on. I don't even barely know you that well. Like, so, I'm going out of my way to be as stand up for you as I can because now I need to show sure. you that was a snafu. I need to make it up and I need you to see that okay. I'm a valuable character to okay. know. And it's going to bother me if you walk right. away from that circumstance thinking. I, and let me, and, 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 and let me ask you this question as um, I'll, I'll figure out how to word it as I'm freestyling here, but as, as the nigga who spilled the grape wine on the alpaca carpet, uh-huh. when you come around to the next function, I'm not even and not even. And I'm going to eat before I come. So you'd have fucked around and answered my question, but not even. Uh, if I when you go in the kitchen and you pour you up some grape wine again, like, am I gonna be am I gonna be wild for looking at you in the corner of the kitchen? Like, you better not go near that car. Like, <laughs> am I am I gonna am I gonna be wrong for being like, hey, there there are no more opportunities to spill the grape no. wine. On the I don't carpet. think so. Like, and, I, and I like this. I like this little goofy ass talk because it works <laughs> on a on a figurative level, though. Like, if we ain't talking about spilling, and I'm sure you're so smart, like you ain't actually talking about spilling spaghetti sauce. You talking about in real life situations, like yeah, you might have did some shit that wasn't really your fault, or it might have just been a genuine mistake, and somebody caught you in a moment of weakness. But now I forever, and somebody might be listening to this that I think differently of. I might be living this in real life, dog, but this is just the facts of life. Like me, me and me and whoever, hypothetically speaking, could even have this on brand conversation face to face and be like, right. hey, dog, like me, when me and you first met, we got off on the wrong foot, man. I really have always wanted you to think and know better of me than that. I mm-hmm. was out of character at them times. I really wish you didn't think of me the way you think of me. And I have so many like credible sources that could tell you that I'm not really like that. And even if even us having the conversation would be respectful, but I would still even walk away going, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and and not even, it's one of those, like, you came to the party. When you came in, everybody was happy to see you. Like, you bought the weed. We rolled up. We started having drinks. And then you spilled the joint. We was like, ah, fuck. That shit just got weird. And then you was like, you want to know what? I came in here doing too much. And I'm as I as I'll kind of summarize all of this. I'm cool with everybody having a bad day. Yes. 
but you don't get too many bad days. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, there's and a limit you, to you, bad days. And if, and if you're having a bad day, if you feel like you want to spill more carpet on my alpaca, just, you know, send that text. Like, hey, you want to know what? I'm feeling like I'm having another bad day today, and <laughs> I don't want to fuck up the vibe. You know what Yeah, I'm I just want to forecast like, and let you know that I might be yeah, off my yeah, game yeah, yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, I that, might be that, shooting at a low percentage. That's all it's about. So, yeah, you know, shit, shit that happens that, you know, I just feel like I need to, you know, bring to my brother and, you know, talk about it on my platform. So the, the, the last thing that I think I'm going to mention before I turn the reins back over to you, which has nothing to do with any of this. But like, I got a gripe with some of you niggas out here, and I don't, I don't know if I'm griping with you about this because I, I think you just now because you are my unemployed nigga right now. I think you might just be entering this realm, but I can't remember if you were up on this in real time. And y'all know that I'm still not fucking with Will Smith, right? And I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> the last two or three of his social media posts are trying to reel. He's trying to reel me back in, like not these interviews that he's done lately, but like his, his he's back on his Instagram shit. He's trying to reel me back in, and I'm fighting it. I'm letting you know right now. I'm feet. I'm ten toes buried in the sand. Got the goddamn rope tied around my waist. I'm the anchor in the back. He's not about to pull me all the way across the line. But I will say, um. After we had visitors, shout out to the Welchers. You know they're always involved some shape. Shout out to them again. Two weeks they in signed, a row for a shout. They out. signed in the Peacock um, on my devices here in the home, and I've been able. You just left them signed in. I absolutely. I've been able to fully consume um, the first season of Bel Air, uh, and I want to let you niggas know out here that nobody did this justice in telling me how good Bel Air was. Like. As familiar as the story is to you, whoever wrote this gets all of my standing ovation for the different spins that they put on this, bro. Like, I had, after I made it through like three episodes, I had to tell my wife, like, babe, nobody told me it was so messy. Like, I remember (laughs) it. Like, and again, they're like pulling from the show. They're pulling a lot of shit from the show. And like, even Mm -hmm. the, the set for the new house, like there are nuances that remind you of the set from the show, like the kitchen, they completely embodied that from the show and like going towards like Carlton and Will's room, like it completely embodies the house from the show. But like the depths that they have dug into the story and really gave some real life aspects to the shit. I'm fucking with it. And I'm looking forward to season two. Like I was, Mm. I was, I was kind of, I was I was mad the first episode or two, you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, ah, you know, I was still, you know, I'm still stuck in the times a little bit. But like, even the boy that's playing Will Smith has made the character his own. Like, it was getting on my nerves the first two episodes how Philly they were, um, and, and how hard they kind of went on all of that. But I get it in the grand scheme of things where they're at in mm-hmm. the story right now. So like, not retracting any of my hate for Will Smith as of late, but like. <laughs> But I'm this fucking, thing that his name yeah, is attached yeah, to yeah. is kind of neat. I, absolutely. Like, I, I know he's getting some dollars off of this, so I don't want to big him up right now. But, like, I'm fucking with Bel Air, and I'm mad at you niggas who did not paint this picture so so accurately as you should have. I uh, I watched three episodes of Bel Air, and I haven't been back to it f- for not any good reason either. I can't even be like, oh, I didn't go back because I lost my attention or I got bored with it. I just haven't been back to it. Um, I'm fully open in, open to finishing the first season. I probably will once they announce when the second season starts so I can get the first season out of the way before I start the second. But I will mm-hmm. return to it. But it's coming uh, soon, getting I back to the more the meat of what you were saying, Will Smith, like, y'all know me, man. I've come on here and confessed that Will Smith is one of my childhood heroes. And it really kind of like, it hurt me to my heart to watch his fall from grace over these last few years. I'm I'm sure y'all have heard me cuss and fuss about it on plenty of episodes here, but 
watching him try to resurface since the Chris Rock thing after a soft cancellation, we might call it a soft cancellation, uh, <laughs> mid-season break, if you will. Right. <laughs> yeah, like a mid-season break of his career. Right, winter finale. When I saw his first couple of posts or his first couple of like peaks to see if it's cool, putting his toe in the water to see if it's warm, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, it made me roll my eyes a little bit. Like, I didn't get mad at the attempt because I come on here all the time and say how I'm sick of cancel culture and motherfuckers deserve second chances. And I'm gonna try my best to keep that same energy here. But my thing with Will Smith is not a cancel. I don't, at least I don't feel like it's a cancel type thing because it's a personal disappointment. Like, this is one of my heroes. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't Mm -hmm. like, I don't think you should go out there and get your money no more. By all means, go out there. Get whatever job you can get. Do your thing. Do you. You know what I'm saying? Make emancipation. Right. Walk it around the block. Get a no- nomination for it. W- whatever that's going to do for you, do it. I just don't know if me personally, if I am ready to go watch a Will Smith film yet. Yeah, I'm you not. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm going to keep this 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 grudge on my heart forever, but I just don't know when I'm going to feel good about seeing Will Smith again. I just don't <laughs> because like that was my guy, my guy. This is this is kind of the part that I hate about, you know, kind of the internet era that we live in right now. Because this mm-hmm. is this is one of those situations where like we got we gotta close the loop on this one, fam. Like we can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this one I agree. this one cannot be left open ended for no amount of time. And like we we're we're aware, you know, from Will's side that they have reached out to Chris Rock and he's not ready to speak about it. But like we we know we know that Chris Rock is out here on tour doing his own thing, but we also know because of that community and even just like, but like there are multiple bridges between the two of them available for this to happen. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that's the reason why this can't go like unresolved um, in some shape, form or fashion. And like, Again, I ain't buying into none of the interview shit Will out here talking about, you know, don't don't make my team suffer for my actions. Well, you didn't think about your team when you yeah, did when your you actions. Went up there so like, my yeah, like again, how how do you try and like turn the punishment around and, on somebody and did else? You, and have you had that conversation? Because my biggest thing, again, and I, I don't want to get into a nasty talk, but have you had that conversation with your wife about how her actions jeopardize your team as well? And and not for nothing, bro. You you again, like she she's the one that came out and said some half ass shit about it. Like we tired of hearing from her about the shit, bro. Like yeah. you you need to come out and really like you you need to make a more valiant effort. Not for nothing, nigga. Like you need to uh you need to do what Offset did to Cardi when Cardi was ready to leave that nigga. You need to show up at this nigga show with roses and be like, I'm yeah. sorry. Like and or like, that's what I was gonna say. Like, or you, you need might... to be prepared to get your lick back. Like yeah, you you dead on with this shit, right? Because I think. Off the top of my head, what would what would bring me back and have me happy to see Will again is if there was a genuinely face to face moment that we saw that him and Chris made that shit right. And when I say genuine, I don't want no Will Smith production with perfect soft yeah, lighting, no, 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 and no. background music. I don't want Chris at the red table. Nah, I don't want nothing that looked produced, bro. Like you could show me some pictures of them two in the club and them just sharing a, a genuine what looks yeah, like laugh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we good to go. Like, I want and something even genuine. Like, I don't want no can, bullshit. We can take it off of them two niggas and we can put it back on, you know, shit that we love, podcasts, when it comes to Joe and them or, you know, even more I recently. I would love like, to see Joe, Maul, and Roy just share a laugh and, and still fall Yeah, like, I would like love a, genu- a genuine laugh and, like, let, like, it, it's, at this point, it's over, but, like, 
even to kind of put I I couldn't see there being any stage of this podcast where we wouldn't discuss something that's going on. Stop. I want to interject with a deviant topic. Have you ever shared a genuine laugh with a genuine enemy before? Hmm. Take your time. Take as much time as you need. Think about it. And I know you don't really like spend your life gathering enemies. You right. don't really collect ops. I know your per like I know your character well enough to know that you don't really just like live knowing you have people in your life that is considered an enemy to you. But the closest thing you can get to a real life enemy of Wesley Young, have you ever shared a genuine laugh with somebody you genuinely dislike? Um, at this point in my life, I cannot say that I have. Am I am I willing to open to? Yeah, I mean, just the opportunities haven't presented themselves. Gotcha, um, gotcha. And and some you know, and like I, I can't, I don't have any like like you say, I'm not running around here collecting beefs. Like I got some niggas I got issues with for sure. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But like mm-hmm. to the extent to call it a bit, like I'm I'm not joking with one of them niggas that I'm thinking about right now. You know what I'm saying? Like the opportunity is not available for that. But like mm-hmm. I guess a, you know maybe another like if 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 me and that nigga was to run into each other like. I would buy the nigga a double shot of tequila and we could have a good laugh about it at this point. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like it's enough time is passed. So, Y'all are it's so far removed. You know, yeah, like it is what it is now at this point. Or it, it really at this point is it is now always what it was gonna be. And that's crazy to kind of look back and mm. you know what it what it was then is it, what it, say it that is one more now. Time. Say that one more time. It is now what, what it, it is now what is what it always was gonna be. Like what it was then is exactly what it is now. What it turned out to be when the shit was going down. It was and it's like just based on who y'all are, it was destined to shake out the way it was. Gonna and it out. and it don't change nobody's life to this day. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it just is what it is, bro. And like niggas let ego and shit, you know, get get in the way of you know seeing the finish line and realizing what's important and what's not important. So I, I, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm open to it, but like for the, for the, I guess for the active beefs that I'm thinking about, like that take a lot of, that take a lot of, you know, straightening and understanding first before we get to that point. And the, the, the timeline is just too far away at this point in that. Man, sharing a genuine laugh with an authentic enemy is one of the most conflicting moments and feelings I've ever experienced as a grown ass man. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you can probably like, I think you can fake your way through this conversation enough. If you like in the 11th or 12th grade and you got some niggas across the hall that you really don't fuck with at your school, but y'all all go to the school. So it's different when you in situations like that, like you young and it's like, Oh, well we all go to the school. So we got to see each other anyway, but I don't fuck with them niggas from, cause they from the other side of town. And we just mm-hmm. happen to be in the cafeteria at the same time. And somebody busted a joke. Me off. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you old enough to know better. Right. And you old enough to make cleaner choices and you ain't going through your life trying to collect enemies or right. oppositions with right. people but you just so happen to have enough real life shake out to where me and this nigga don't rock. Right. Maybe something happened. Maybe something's between you or whatever the case may be. Me and this nigga don't rock. He know we don't rock. He know why we don't rock and mm-hmm. all that. But you find yourselves in common rooms with common friends. And then you're not going to let this person have enough power over you to make you uncomfortable in the room. Right. Right. Because that's man shit, and it's a little bit of ego, if I'm being frank. For sure. 
right? Because you can't let a nigga make you uncomfortable, but y'all in the same room now, right? Mm-hmm. But now you're not going to be all weird and like be avoiding being on the same couch with a nigga or in the same... I mean, because it's, it's levels to beef. You know what I'm saying? And like, you, you know, you like, know, I, a, I, you know, it's at an active die, level. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's at an active level and a dormant level. Yeah. Yeah. And a non existent level. Like, bro, this, and, and it's so weird when it comes to that because a non existent level can turn into an active level in an instant. <laughs> like, <laughs> we could have been cool when this, when we got in this motherfucker, but now, like, the beef is all the way back on. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, That's niggas very cross the real. line. Like, it's, it's up again. Real. And it could be true. It could be triggered, triggered by some minuscule shit too. Like some yeah. nigga could say some shit that they didn't even know was even a spot nope. that could like nope. they might not even knew it was a trigger, but it was definitely mm-hmm. a trigger. And you might not even have knew it was a trigger, but it definitely nope. was a trigger. Like nope. it's just interesting shit. Like I only bring it up softly to be like, life is crazy. I guess that's all I mean yeah. by that. Is like life that's, is crazy. And, that's why it's you know, we all hope to be and do better as we get older, but life is still going to continue to be crazy no matter how old we get. Life is going life, fam. And, and yeah. I, I said it a few weeks ago, and it's it's rang true, you know, before I said it, but ever since I said it, like the craziest things are happening any and everywhere outside. Like going not normal things are happening in the normal places that you go. You know what I'm saying? So like it's just best to stay at home and like maintain your world you know what i'm saying and like lately i've been on some whole nother other shit fam so like i'm really trying to stay out the way oh, so i can get oh this oh god this yeah. nigga staying more at home oh you god he's staying, more I'm at stay, home i'm staying more at home period like because yeah, not and I, I forget what i meant to bring this up about earlier but i meant to fuck with you about flat earth again and i wanted to be like so you mean to tell me you don't believe in flat earth, but you believe in time. I was going to ask you what time it was. And I was going to ask you if you really believe. But you believe in time zones. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? And do you really believe that that's what time it is? But I, I, thought, I ain't going to trip. I, I thought time trip. zones was more of a proprietor of the earth being round. I really don't. We can't do that this week. We can't do it today. You, you know who's not staying home? Mm. Mm. I want to talk to you about who's not staying home. Mm. Uh, do we have to? Are we yes, and, and that, the reason why we have to is because I don't want to talk about this. That's why we have to talk about this because I don't want to talk about this. You know who's okay. not staying home? Who's not staying home? The Ohio State Buckeyes are not staying home, and I fucking At I can't point. figure why for the life of me why we're in the playoffs. I don't want to be in the playoffs. I'm mad we're in the playoffs. I mean, I understand why we're in the playoffs, but I'm furious. I don't want to be there. I don't want to watch the game. I'm not excited. I know there's probably Buckeye fans hearing me say this. This ain't family of you to be not wanting us to have our shot. Nah, bro. But I, I don't think, want this, bro. See, and like, nah, see, this, see, this is really a conversation about OSU fandom. So let's have it. Like, let's have it. The, the, the team is what the team is. They made it fourth in the playoffs. Nobody can do anything about that. Um, <laughs> but like, as OSU fan, and, and, and shout out to Grand Dude, I've had to argue with Grand Dude about this over the past few days because. Oh, look at course, me tapping into your of, real life. Yeah. Of, of course, once Bama, you know, made it to number five, I had to send him, you know, a nigga inside looking outside because <laughs> we can't even, we can't even hear you niggas talking from the, how you hating from outside the club? You can't even get you can't in. Can't even like, get in. We don't even pay no attention to y'all, but like the what people don't give Buckeye fans credit for is being honest about our team. Yeah. We don't make any excuses as to what we tell you exactly why we lost. Our defense mm-hmm. sucked ass. We mm-hmm. can't run the football. Like we don't be Listen, like we don't I be even like, was ready to say after the game, I was even ready to say, Hey man, we had a good year. Michigan is better than us. 
Bro, I had no quarrel about saying it. We are we are down to a third string running back and a true freshman running back. Our first, our uh, the the best wide receiver in the country. Damn near ain't played a game all season long, and none of us could really complain about that. We just be like, we niggas just, can't run the ball, the niggas can't pass the ball. Like this nigga can't do. And I've said on this podcast, I'm sure about how I'm not a fan of CJ Stroud. Like you have, you have and, vocalized that, and that is exactly why. Like the shit that he did there, like he for. I think I heard somebody up, but he can't put the team on his back and like get done what needs to be done. So that's why I don't fuck with him. But again, like OSU fans don't get credit for keeping it 1000 about the team just being sucky. Like, yeah, we're missing four starters. So what? Them niggas behind them should know the playbook too. Like, right. we are at the there. Ohio State University. <laughs> yeah. All you niggas step, are stars. Get step, to work. Step your ass in there and run the fucking play, dog. Like, that's all we know. I mean, so but we- you said before, like, we come from JT Barrett University. <laughs> JT Barrett didn't come in as the star recruit. No, he stepped no. into the role and did what had to be done. He, so we're not he, strangers. He puts, his, he puts the team on his back, but like, you've. When it comes to the Buckeye fandom, you rarely hear different takes. Like what you just said, I you said. <laughs> I don't want to see them in the playoffs. Yeah. I've heard several other niggas say, "I don't want to go to the playoffs." Give like, us our little bowl game. Because here's what I'm concerned about, right? And this might be a stretch. This might be panic cat panicking again, right? But we we didn't just lose to Michigan. We looked bad against Michigan. Let's terrible. call it what it is, right? If we go out there against Georgia and get thumped mm-hmm. as bad or worse, now you're talking about potentially hurting our recruitment efforts, right? Because yeah. these young kids can only remember but so fast, mm-hmm. so far past their Twitter feed. Yep. So if you if you got Ryan Day sitting in your living room talking about you should come to the Ohio State University and your first thought with your uh, Air Jordan 1 highs on because that's all you got in your closet as a 17-year-old is <laughs> – Ain't y'all the team that lost real bad a yeah. couple of weeks in a row? That's like, all you remember torched. from what Stephen A. Smith said as a kid. Yeah. So, like, you could be potentially hurting our future recruiting. That Now, also, this is a conversation to have because that's easy for me to say, right, playing armchair quarterback or coach or whatever, trying to say what we should or should not do. But if you Ryan Day, you don't not open that envelope that says welcome to the playoffs. You fucking right. get your team ready, right? Exactly. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, who would – who would we as a fandom to be like, no, nah, man, get that shit back. Like, no, we'll take it. Yeah. And, and if we'll we go get out in there and, we and make a miracle, niggas- bro, if we go out there and make a miracle and beat Georgia, I certainly ain't going to come on here and say I'm not proud of my Buckeyes. I'm not go- I'm not going to lie to you. If these niggas can go in and beat Georgia, they're probably able to go in, in Atlanta. and win the whole- Yeah, in, in Atlanta. Atlanta. If they're able to the go game in there is and do in that, Atlanta. they are probably able to win that. But it's it'll be like this would be like a bubble championship for us. Like niggas wouldn't even want it. Like and, and again, like again, like my my major gripe is with CJ Stroud. Like get him the fuck out of here. Like I'll be so. I need to go and look at it. But like I don't. I still don't even think he should be like the front runner for the Heisman, bro. You're not a Heisman, Why? Why? You're not a Heisman candidate, my but dude. It, it's and just like. like it's just like us getting into the playoffs, though. It's really more of like, well, who else is it? Yeah. It's really more of a who else is it situation. That's how we got to number four to be in the playoffs. But that's well, what, who else is it? Alabama this, got two losses. You can't make them well, jump. And this, and this is what I had to tell Grand Dude. I said, Grand Dude, because he because he sent me. He was like, Shout finally, out Grand Dude. Yeah, he was like, finally, the Buckeye fans can quit complaining about how much the committee hates them. And I said, No, 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 Grand Dude. I we said, don't do that. See, I said what we I said what we mean when we say the committee hates us. We're referring to the standard that the committee holds us to and us alone. 
Everybody mm-hmm. else can fuck that up. But if Ohio mm-hmm. State slips a little bit, we can't lose. They want to get us the fuck out of here. Alabama I said, can. So, we ain't listen, never been not listen, in the championship game dog, and got in. Never. Listen here. I told him, I said, so in years pre, I said, this is the first year the committee has considered the talent that we possess on our team in order to put us into the playoffs. I said, in years mm-hmm. prior, Nick Saban's cries from the night before would have slid their ass right into position number four and they would have mm-hmm. left Ohio State on the outside of the playoffs going to the fucking uh, chip bowl to the toaster. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we would have been like, at the attendance on. bowl and, and, and Nick Saban and it would have been like, and they would have went on to win it and they'd have been like, say we told you, but like, no, fuck you and your two losses, my guy. Like, yeah. keep your asses at home. See you next year. And like, again, hopefully these niggas go in Atlanta and do what they're supposed to be doing. But like, You'll you'll know mid third quarter or not whether it's you know gonna happen or not. You know how we get down. <laughs> I, I don't even want it like I just want us to look good in the game. Like I'm yeah. trying not to hold out any hope that we would win and then a possible rematch against Michigan for the national time. I'm not even letting my brain do that, bro. Like yeah. if we can hang if we can make it look like a game for three of the four quarters, I'll and be again, We don't have to we don't have to go too deep into this, but I really thought the committee was gonna make Michigan number one and Ohio State number um oh. Oh, and then make us play them again two weeks I thought, later. I thought they were going to do it in the semifinals, but I th- I think that's the whole key to it. Like, yo, if it's going to happen, Ohio State's going to have to work for it. It's one of those yeah. Ohio State is going to have to work for it. Like, if you, because mm-hmm. I don't want to say Michigan is a shoe in, but Michigan it looks great this year. Like I've yeah, said, I don't see them losing. I've the almost if I'm not watching the Buckeyes on Saturday, I'm watch. I've been watching Michigan this past season. I'm not going to cap to you because they've been playing good football and like. Yeah. I almost get, but TCU is no slouch. I will say that. That quarterback down at TCU ain't no joke, but I think Michigan has the edge to win over TCU. And Ohio State, how bad do you want it? And I think, and they always say the committee didn't consider that shit, but like, why am I going to do it in the semifinals where, yeah, we could win some money, but if you make it the finals? And because the story is going to be, can Michigan do it three times in a row? Like, and that's that's probably the biggest story of it all. So as, yeah, and, and to win the chip and to win y'all's first chip in the in the college football playoff era like yeah now you got great stories like this is a good playoff if if you exclude our little bitterness like Mm -hmm. you have a great story no matter how this shakes out right like even if tcu beats michigan right and they play georgia that's a great story if Ohio state beats georgia that's a great story now michigan ends up in the national title it's a great story like there's great stories all to be had here even if they told lies or didn't tell lies referring to the committee like i do believe they got the top four teams right this year like, like you say, even with our bitterness yeah. in there, like yeah. Ohio State at number four is accurate. It makes like, sense. We it are better sense. than Alabama. We are better than Tennessee. Like we could have, we could have slid into position number three, and motherfuckers would have been mad, but you wouldn't have been able to argue that we was better. You than couldn't Tennessee. argue us down, yeah. but we're not better uh, than Michigan, and we're not better than Georgia. Let's talk more making the right decision, but there might be a little feelings with it. Okay. We just got done giving Coach Deion Sanders his props and awards right. for I'm what he's you, done I'm, over at Jackson State University. Mm-hmm. I got you, bro. Look, listen, My man. I fucked My you man. last week, but we're going to get it. I'm fixing our relationship this Jesus week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh, Jackson State University's head coach, primetime Deion Sanders from 90s fame, has brought that program, that HBCU to prominence with a 11 and 0 championship run this year. We just got done giving him props. And right before I hit record on this podcast, I check my phone as I tend to do to make sure ain't no breaking news for us to cover. Mm-hmm. So we don't come on here sounding like dum dums for the week. Cause we didn't check. <laughs> shit. 
And lo and behold, Coach Deion Sanders has accepted a job at Colorado University with the yes, Buffaloes. Sir. Now, the Buffaloes. I think I spoke incorrectly here on the show before in giving Deion Sanders his props because I think I might have talked or alluded to the fact that he was there for one season, but it's actually been three. Three. Yeah. I don't know why I just felt like it's been his first season there, but it's actually been three, which is cool as hell. Like, He's well, had two championships in those three seasons. Like he's done his thing wanna, over there. You want to know why like it only feels like one? Because why? like COVID ruined the world for two years. So everybody's oh, trying to yeah. forget that it happened. He started trying in to forget COVID that COVID season. happened. So it's like now that's nah, why it feels like one year. Feels like You're one correct. year. Correct. It has been actually one year. So Deion Sanders accepted the the job over at Colorado, a bigger university. But we know this is not the potential ceiling for Coach Sanders mm-hmm. because hell. I don't think he's going to stop till he end up at a SEC university somewhere. But uh, this is an interesting take because, yes, it's a head coaching job. Yes, it's a bigger – it's in the uh, – what you call that shit? The Pac-12 now? They call I believe it's in the Pac-12. Yeah. So this is a bigger university, bigger check, more TV time, more exposure, more opportunities for recruitment. Mm-hmm. Colorado is where Denver is, is where the weed at. So True. that's a plus. Uh, this sounds like a stupid thing to say, but it's a real shit when it comes to recruitment. And I've said this to my wife for probably 20 years now. Their uniforms are dope. That matters to these kids. <laughs> no, it does. it does. It matters. Like, if that's you gets, look That's what gets a lot of field, kids to Oregon. That's what gets a lot of kids yeah. to Oregon. So yeah. Deion Sanders can swag them black and gold jerseys out. For sure. I can see him bringing some excitement to that culture. Denver is rocking. People mm-hmm. fuck with Denver. Mm-hmm. It is the time to strike. And now that program last year was one in 11. Right. They had one fucking win. Mm-hmm. My question to you is not what do you think Dion can do next year? Mm-hmm. My question to you is what do you think Dion Sanders, Coach Sanders, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I want to keep calling him that respectfully. It's Coach Prime. What do you think Coach Sanders can do with this program? At any point. Like, what do you think um, the height is for Coach Sanders in Colorado Buffaloes? I mean, I, I I think he goes in there with kind of the same standard as, you know, all the rest of the coaches going to these Power Five conferences. Like, we want to mm-hmm. win the conference championship. Right, and first we, things we, first. And we, yeah, like, that's first. Like, first, we, we want to, I mean, of course, go undefeated in the season is probably, like, a best goal. But, like, I, I, I can't speak for Coach. But, but, like, who the fuck wants to go in and be like, hey, look, we're only losing four games this year, goddammit. Like, no. We want to go in. <laughs> let's and keep we wanna, it at four. <laughs> yeah, let's keep it at four losses. Like, no, you deal with that every goddamn week. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you go in, so you want to be undefeated. You want to win a conference championship. And you want to go to a bowl game. Ultimately, you want to win a national championship. But, like, of course, you would love to, like, take your team to a – bowl game in the first year like that would be dope um so like that's what i expect from Dion the first year um it, it has bothered me today um all of the 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 statuses and the statuses have te- seemed to be synonymous with think pieces nowadays um, the, <laughs> the things that people have to say about this and like i i would encourage a lot of people to stop themselves and ask themselves how many head coaches they know started as a head coach like even a lot of the players who have gone from playing to coaching don't start as head coaches. Yeah, it goes defensive um, coordinator first, lineman. You you usually don't make it to a head coach without being a coordinator first. There mm-hmm. is no so 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 the fact that you know the 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 JSU thing opened up for him and he went down there for three years and did his thing. You there is no stain on what he did at JSU. So be mad if you want to, but I, I watched a video clip of him earlier and I love. 
I hate I hate when niggas be like preachy like this, but I love when Dion does it and it's fly and it makes sense. But he was like, if you don't if you don't get elevated, you get terminated. And I was like, Ooh. you don't need Ooh. to say nothing else right there, bro. Like, Ooh. I like if that. You, if you don't get elevated, you get terminated. He was like, and particularly when it comes to head coach, and he said, you either run it up or they run you out. Or they run you out. Nah, he right. Deion is right. so smart with this shit. He's Coach Sanders, absolutely he's right. absolutely right about so, that. And you, and you know what? I want to be real, real quick. And mm-hmm. I want to please remember your thoughts because mm-hmm. I want you to finish because you're killing this. But I did have that knee jerk reaction when I first, first read the thing. I was like, damn, bro, that's an HBCU you just ran out on. Like, they need you, Coach. Like, yeah. we need you. The culture needs you. But the culture also, we also need to see guys like Deion Sanders coach programs like Colorado. Yeah. Like, we need that too. And I, I let myself be hurt for a couple seconds. But then I also thought, if I'm Dion, I'd definitely take that job. Because, listen, Los Alamos County tried to keep me, nigga. And I was like, right, I'm you out. See what I'm, you see what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. as Dion Sanders, you come in and you um, you get these boys a new field. You get these boys, yeah. you know, a new locker room and facility. Get them some for TVs in their locker them to, room. For them, to feel, you know, for them to feel like college football players. Because like winners. You, because when anybody thinks about college football players, you don't think about swag players. You don't think about, you know, the Midwest Conference. And you don't think about – I think about Bowling Green and Toledo. But, like – I don't know why you Niggas do don't that. think about – yeah, niggas ain't thinking about them for real. For real. You think about these Power 5 schools. So, again, I, I always relate that back to the how many head coaches do you know started as a head coach. Even, you know and, – and, and maybe there's something I don't know surrounding all of this. But, like, that's phenomenal to me. For him to wherever the I don't give a fuck if it was DeVry University and he started and he took DeVry twelve and zero like that's fucking impressive dog. He took a team if you've just taken your football knowledge and just applied that in a head coaching position, and your ability and really to like, lead, your and ability your ability to lead. and your ability to lead. But then not only that, like to go and coach where your sons are playing at, like that's fire. And to like you know get get those accomplishments. But then like I, I think I think people are not giving Dion the credit for who Dion has been, particularly in this head coaching thing, like. If you don't think Dion is about to take whoever the hell he can take with him out to Colorado, you got another thing fucking coming because not and and and, and within this three year span of him being at this HBCU, he went and got the number one recruit. In yeah, the he's pulling recruits country. out of everybody's ass, and tr- he took. And we said on here how he gave Nick Saban some straight. I was say crying. he was took, doing about the recruit. He situation. took a recruit from Alabama, the the number one recruit that's that he's he's playing as a freshman. You know what I'm saying? Like really putting that boy on the field, and like I can almost guarantee you, he probably going to or he gonna be a part of wherever that boy lands up, and not. Who whoever gets a step into JSU, like hopefully they get to like carry the torch on. But like I hate niggas who think like this nigga was supposed to go from JSU to Bethune Cookman over to goddamn Harvard and you no. know Howard and like what he about, he supposed to do the chicken chicken circle a, a coaching circle, first yeah. before bro, he get to where he need to be. Real quick, imagine this, bro. And this is fire. And it, this just hit my mind as you was talking. You just sparked this thought, right? Imagine being a four star recruit, wide receiver. Let's say. Right? Mm-hmm. You are Wes Young. You're a mm-hmm. four-star recruit coming out of high school. You know that you have the eye of most of the country. You're going to get a lot of people sitting in your living room here soon, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine this difference. Ryan Day comes in and sits on your couch with rosy cheeks. You from Ohio. You know what being a Buckeye means. Mm-hmm. But then you got your mom over your shoulder and you got pops and you got grand dude and everybody standing in your living room kind of behind you in the recliner chair. Explaining to you how important this is 
and why you should take Ryan Day coming to your house serious. Mm-hmm. Because in your young mind, you're like, nigga, you go to everybody's house. So like, right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand what the big deal is. And your family's trying to explain to you mm-hmm. what the big deal is, right? Imagine the difference is when Coach Deion Sanders comes in your living room and your dad is fanning out yeah, over who your head coach is. <laughs> and your mom, he don't got ex- Your mom to made this nigga a peach cobbler and shit. Your, your like. mom is making peach cobbler, and you ain't smelt peaches come out of your kitchen since Big <laughs> Ever. Mama died. Ever. Like it's a difference watching it for yourself and having to have it explained. And to then, you, right, like that's got to be fucking. Inspiring, bro. I think with a lot of these coaches, and I, and I think they do account for it, but maybe they don't account for it in an appropriate manner. Maybe when it comes to our culture, but just imagine, like, and which is not the wildest thing to imagine, but imagine the top five recruits in the country are African American players for whatever reason: a quarterback, a halfback, a just corner, a safety, and a wide receiver. And all of them niggas have linked up on Instagram and is like, "Fuck it, we're going to play for Coach Prime." Do you know <laughs> how much them niggas would lose their mind? It would be like 2003 Miami Hurricanes all over again. I hope I got you see what I'm saying. Right. Like yeah. they would, they would absolutely lose their brand. I don't think they understand. And like out, I only bring that up because Deion Sanders has showed he has the coaching ability to back that shit up. Mm-hmm. Like you went and got the number one recruit, and you went undefeated like two times in a row. Like who? Who are we talking about? So I'm not mad at Deion Sanders. I'm like, not either. I'm the not people either. who are mad at Deion Sanders, like I'm looking at y'all a certain type of way. And then it's so funny. That's because of the internet do be funny sometimes because the same people who mad at Deion Sanders for going to Colorado State, a motherfucker was like, why did you go to DeVry and ICDC College, my nigga? Like, cut <laughs> it the fuck out. Like, if you're doing it for the culture, why you ain't go to ICDC? Yeah, like y'all, y'all are killing me. And like, I can, I can understand people who are not familiar with like, Let's let's just be frank. Niggas are ignorant. Like when you think of Colorado, you think about white people. Like yeah, absolutely. Like no, why this why this nigga that's didn't true. go right to fucking you know floor, to the hurricanes or something like that. But then it's one of those things where it's like, well, get realistic. Who the fuck is hiring a head football coach? Like there were only a few teams looking for a head football coach. It was like Nebraska, Wisconsin, and I knew nothing about Colorado. But like. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly the first two aren't interested in like find the issue with them two niggas versus finding the issue with Deion Sanders as to why they didn't go and recruit him because clearly and and if you've been following any of this shit that he's been doing since he's been at JSU he's always said like I'm not going nowhere until I'm going somewhere you know what I'm saying but he was like I would be a fool to not entertain when these other schools coming off right like who wouldn't listen I would I would be absolutely fucking nuts but that's why he's like you came and leveled the program up and you're leaving it 1200 times better than what it was when you got exactly here. So like, even the next guy coming on is going to be thankful you need a, stat- for what you need you a statue out front within the next five years actually agree off that three years of work so yeah or it need to be like called the really- beyond sanders stadium coach prime stadium period <laughs> prime time yeah, coach prime sure. field now nah, I, i'm fucking with that and that's why you was right in what you quoted him on at the beginning of all of this is like you know you either you leveling up or they getting you out. Like yeah. that's right. And that college football is prime time for that. Uh, no pun intended. Like, you know, you, how many teams have we seen Lane Kiffin coach? You know yeah, what I mean? Like how absolutely. many, as I great mean, of a coach just, he is, Chip Kelly, two, how many programs? Yeah, I was about to say, we just watched the nigga two years ago. What's my man's name? Fucking just left from Oklahoma and went to USC. Like, yeah, niggas it's, it's wild. Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley left and took his quarterback with him. Like, why do y'all think this is not going to happen with Deion Sanders? It's it beyond to. me. Like, it, it, I can it almost... should be happening to Deion more than these other coaches that yeah, have done like, half of what he's done. 
not gonna surprise me if his son is the starting quarterback for and and I seen he I seen I seen somebody saying something about he told them Colorado players like hey like you might want to look hey. for your best opportunity because it might yeah, not come be say here. How you like, new quarterback yeah like and that's fire to me because that's what's what's so what's so different from a dad that goes and coaches his son's high school football team when his son is the is the is the fucking quarterback. <laughs> and not for nothing on the side conversation, fam. I want to coach football, and I'm trying to figure out how to do it. Well, you got a son, so once he gets old enough. But I'm trying to start I, now. Oh, you want to start? I want to start I, now. I don't know how you walk on, like. I'm going to figure it out. I've, I've I don't know how you, like, recreational football teams, I don't know how you walk on and just, like. Just process. Try to drum up interest without looking like a creep, right? Because like in today's day and age, you can't just like hang around playground. Uh, you might know. I ain't saying that about you, right, of course. Right, but like, right, right. No, you it can't looks just... away, right? Like it, no, we back to first to... impressions again, right? Like you better yeah. get your first impression right if you want to get your and intentions see, across the right see, way. See, this is why I fuck with you, fam. Because like not not only do I want to coach, but like I've looked. I didn't tell you this, but I've looked in the refereeing, like refereeing football. Now, and like, that's where you start. Well, that's your end. But that's not that is an end, but it's not like the only end. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That could be an end. And like I use it as that when I express my interest to the people who I need to express interest to. Like, you know, I've always been, you know what I'm saying, intrigued with the science of the game. And like refereeing is a part of that. If you don't know the fucking rules, you don't know what you're able to do. How you gonna coach like, if you don't know the rules? I'm I'm just into the science of things, but like uh. I think more, more than refereeing, I think I would look and like head coach thing coming full circle like i kind of th- i think i want to be a defensive coordinator like i'm like I've, of course that's like the leeway in the head coach and like i would love to be there but like but you want to spend I'm some in, time i want to spend some time up there the, yeah let's move these pieces we about to stop all of this shit we shutting all of this down like bro you're not doing give, none of that give a nigga two weeks off <laughs> in an old playstation and this nigga swear <laughs> he can coach a real team Get that nigga Madden 2021 Woo! on PlayStation 2, and now look what he want to do. But now I subscribe to your dreams, bro. Like, I really think that's dope because, like, it, I, I don't want to say it's easy to learn, but I do think it would be a fruitful passion to pursue. Mm-hmm. That's what I yeah. want to say. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because even if you're not coaching the next great prospect, coaching sports is very rewarding. For sure. Anybody that I know that for does sure. it, they have a burning passion for it, even if they ain't great at it. Like, I, I got some friends that coach high school football that are bad at it. Right. But they love it. They're not good at it. And They're not good leaders of men. Be, yeah, I don't want to be bad I'll just at say it, I it because be I know these niggas. And listen, I'm sure they wouldn't even appreciate me saying it on the podcast, but I'm telling but the truth. Whatever. They're not good at it. Their teams be good sometimes, but it don't be on the count of them. You know right. what I mean? But... I'm talking about their ability to be leaders of men. I'm not talking about their character because I'm sure they have great character. They're friends of mine, so I'm going to speak to their character in a high, respectful manner. But these they're not great leaders of men. Like, For sure. So but like, you have to, to be that. In a, to circle it back around to the first impressions thing, too, Like that's been my thing. Like, Yeah, you can't like hang around the playground and be like, hey, you guys need a coach. I need a like, third. So I've, so I've looked into like the organized sports thing that they have around here that they do for the kids. Like, you could volunteer to be a coach. So I'm like, all right, maybe that's my end. Like, you start here, you get the shit that they do. But then there's like a a, a national like uh, foundation for something for like high school sports that you got. You can get like these certifications, you know what I'm saying? After you've like gone through these courses and done certain types of shit. So like, 
I'm looking into it, but like, yeah, you got to like go to the school probably during like business hours and see if the football coach is there versus just like hanging around the school because be you might catch a charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's going, it's not going to work like that. I, I think that would be dope though. Like, I could see you with a headset on the sidelines and a clipboard and right, learning the inner workings of that thing. And because, I mean, shit, if anybody knows it's me, your dedication to something that has long-term payoff, right? Absolutely. Because you don't find that in everybody. Like, let, let's take a minute and give you a flowers here at the end. Like, for real, on some real serious shit. Like, it ain't a whole lot of niggas that's willing to dedicate weeks of their lives to something that's not instant payoff gratification. Hey, and, and, and I and you appreciate that. do it just that. because this is something you want to do. And, and not to cut you off, and, like, I won't get too far into the story, but, like, y'all been here with me on my journey. I started bowling at the top of the year, nigga. I wasn't nice at the top of the year. I'm nice. Nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of you niggas don't want to see me. I'm nice out Let me here. ask you this. Are you shopping for a custom bowling ball? Now, I know you have a ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, I have, I have how nice you got to be to like really start getting into like the elaborate balls, like a clear one with a rose in the middle type shit. Or like how um, nice you got to be with your shit before you go like really getting some baller ass. Balls. I'm, I'm so nice. I'm nice enough to tell you that nobody wants those balls. Oh, and that's a level of niceness too. to be like, those, yeah, I know y'all think that's what we go for, but we, those, we don't, those are, that. those are no better than the balls that are on the rack in the bowling alley. So tell me about like, what, is the and we're jumping around here, but this is mm-hmm. actually interesting to me. What do you look for in an ideal ball? Like, I know you probably have two. Do you keep two or three per game, or, um, yeah, or do you three. lean heavily towards one and then you only have a couple I, for certain I, scenarios? I, I, I keep three, I have two strike balls and a spare ball. Um, so I, I, I kind of fluctuate back and forth depending on what's going on. Do you spare like, ball lighter? Uh, I have a I have another ball that's the same. So I have two 12-pound balls and a 13-pound ball. I got a 14-pound ball that's not drilled yet, but, you know, we'll get into that later. You got to get... Wait, wait, we got to talk about your finger uh, girth? I mean, nah, we, I, just, I just haven't drilled it yet. Like, I just haven't taken it to getting it drilled. I want you to know the last person that has talked about your finger girth was like your seventh grade girlfriend. And I didn't know we was going to talk about that this week on the podcast, but, I mean, here we are now. <laughs> but here we are, but like... Nah, you know it's, it's it's levels to that shit out there. You know what I'm saying? So 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 nobody wants those balls. But the same thing, like I wanna I wanna get into the science. You know, you know, again, not to give away my scheme, but we we play assignment football where I come from. Damn it, cover mm-hmm. your assignment. If you cover your assignment, you'll be all right. Listen to young Belichick over here. You just worry about covering your assignment, and the rest will fall into place. But I've as always liked that philosophy and approach when it comes to coaching. Like, don't. Make the make the game digestible and understandable and understand your assignment fully before you worry about anything else. That's right. That's right. Give 100% to your personal assignment. And if all 11 of y'all are given individually 100%, you will win every down. Like, yeah, I subscribe no, to that for sure. No, know your assignment. Know a couple other people's assignment. That way you gain knowledge to figure out how to make the smartest football move. And then you can like add that with athleticism and then you can become great. And then you can graduate from, you know, AC young school of athletes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I really like that idea. I don't know where we go from here to talk. Do we have anything else we need to cover before we get out of here? Um, I did want to talk to you about a little bit of my sickness and that ain't going to take too long. Uh, so I, I have been doing really good all this year about like not buying shoes. I've been mm-hmm. like really proud of myself. I've been telling mm-hmm. my wife, like, I ain't bought no shoes this year. I really don't even need no shoes. Like I got look at this nigga trying to get some extra pussy for not buying shoes. 
Babe, and that's look, what I've been doing. I ain't even, like, bought, like, babe, look, I ain't even bought no shoes all year. Like, have you noticed? Have you noticed I ain't bought no shoes? But then, like, I got bored and didn't have a job. And then I've been mm, buying shoes. You've been buying shoes and again. It kind of started with like a project. Uh, did I tell you on here? I don't know. Like, I I wanted to do like a customization project. Like, now okay. since we're talking hobbies, like, I right. wanted to, I've always kind of wanted to get into customizing shoes. And not like big extravagant, like, oh, I airbrush a dead homie on your Air Force Ones. I ain't talking <laughs> about that. Like, I'm talking about if you bring me some Jordan Ones as wh- all white, right? But you want a black Nike check on them, I can do I the can black do Nike check. I'm talking about simple shit. We can do that. Yeah, I'll put a black border around the toe box of your Air Force Ones, maybe. Right. But, you know, you got to be willing <laughs> to accept the fact that these might not come out right. Kind of shit. And I wanted to do a project because I have found some. Jordan ones that like I thought was kind of nice, but I'm like, damn, but if you just turn like the tip of the toe black and the tongue black, like them would be even more fire. And I did it. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. And now I'm kind of hooked on the shit. Like now I want to do more shoe customizing projects, but Juicy as y'all know, Jordans ain't cheap. Like even cheap Jordans ain't cheap. Right. You know what I mean? So it's only but so many of these hundred dollar purchases I can make under clean conscience without like going and telling on myself to my wife, like I've been doing it again. I got no problem. <laughs> but like, I don't know exactly. And what I want to talk to you about is like where the line is as a married husband and as a father and as an adult to when it like, where's the line when it comes to like hobby and you're being irresponsible with your hobby? Like, is it a dollar amount? Is it something that you just need to talk to your significant other about and try to figure out where the parameters are, what's respectful, what's respectful for them and you and then meet in the middle somewhere. Like, where do you go with that? Because I do want to continue to do it, but it can be an expensive hobby if I don't have self-control. Um, I, I think you're allowed to have whatever hobby that you want to have as long as you're not like asking your money to asking your significant other to fund your hobby because like if I'm not asking for her money. money. Yeah. Like as long as you're not, or you're not like fucking up the house money. Like, and of course like gambling is the highest thing there, but that could be anything. It could be shoes. It could be nigga. What if I went and bowled a hundred games every day, nigga? Like my wife might think I was fucking <laughs> like, crazy. Like hey, dog, like you have spent $300 on bowling in the past week. $300 like, in 12 hours of our time. Like not for exactly. Nothing. Like, so you have, you got to be responsible, you know, in the, in the, in, a, in, a to- in the totality of it. That's why I like, of course, it'd be like jokey manner when I leave my wife be sad. She'd be like, "You gonna leave me? Yeah, yeah, girl. I'm about to leave you for these three hours on Sunday." Like, I, 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 I factored <laughs> that in. You know that too. Yeah, I factored that in. I can leave. Y'all can definitely afford three hours without me on a Sunday. Does it still feel good to you that your wife presumably knows every Monday you have to do the podcast and like she just holds it down and it's just like a pre-thought thing in your household? Like Monday at this o'clock, I go up, close the door. Y'all got to hold it down for two hours, and this for is sure. just what it is, and it's been like that for a couple of years now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very rare that it gets forgotten anymore these days. Yeah. You know? my, my wife, stages. Bro, my wife has rough. a very high respect for pod day. Like, even yeah. if she slightly forgets, like, oh, shit, it is Monday. It, don't, mm-hmm. it, it ain't like, oh, shit, you still do a podcast. It's like, oh, shit, it's Monday. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it feels good to, like, have that, like, carved out man time to do your little hobby and shit that your significant other respects and, you know, fucks with enough to be like, nah, I got you. Go ahead and do your thing. And then like, that's, it is a part of your life. And that's, yeah, that's it's definitely, it uh, it's definitely still our little podcast though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, between our little podcast, your coaching dreams, the chicken and fish spot, uh, and my shoe customization thing, I'm probably going to end up putting on my good church shoes and walking until I hit the horizon 
and never being hurt from again and leaving my wallet on the dresser and disappearing and being on the nightly news because this is too much. And if I don't start work soon, I'm probably going to lose my mind. Or something. I'm scared for you. Okay. Well, uh, let's live in that fear. And uh, we will talk to you all next week. This has been the Dipped in Butter program. We appreciate y'all listening to our quarrels and us trying to figure this shit out and listen to us podcast and figure out what drinks are for what genders and all of that bullshit. But not, my name is Kat. Uh, you can check my uh, content here wherever podcasts are consumed the dipped in butter program man and uh, our number's been going up so I guess somebody's been listening to us about tell a friend and tell a friend and continue yeah. to tell your friends because we appreciate it and we appreciate having you here yeah somebody definitely uh, is you know following the rules around this bitch that's what we'll say and I appreciate that it's your boy West No T um, aka Elmer Young the motherfucking goddamn rule around this bitch you play a partner P-O-D-N-A at Forever Young 89 on Instagram um, fuck with me though Yes, sir. Like I say each and every week, the universe is it's way too big for your little ass problems. And, you know, if you're not getting the Jordan 11s this weekend because you didn't get pulled in a raffle is one of your little ass problems, then uh, go fuck yourself, buddy, because none of us are getting any wins on these sneakers these days. It's too hard to buy shoes. And, you know, that's once you get past the fact that you should even be buying more shoes. So uh, prayers up to all of y'all that are living lives so recklessly as I am. The shoe game is nasty these days, which is why I'm Gross. so glad I bowed out so long ago. Um, rule number one, y'all already know clearly, is to tell a friend to tell a friend, not only about the podcast, but that um, if you did happen to get these Jordans in the raffle and you come to the function and baby girl spilled a great wine on your shoes, have some grace, all right? It's all right. It's not the it's not the end of the road. I know you might be upset for the moment, but like figure out how to rectify your situation so we can move on peacefully. And then rule number two, mind your motherfucking business. Yes, sir. We will shoot the last one of you victims next week. You have officially been dead. <laughs>